spent about a year trying to familiarize ourselves with the tree of life and uh, you know which is comes from the hebrew wisdom tradition and also is has been explored by by christian mystics and occultists and and people from yep. all over so so in these strange times uh, mark what what can we do with the tree of life and i'm i'm really fascinated to to hear your your take on it and beautiful so first of andrew it's, it's it's beautiful to be with you my friend and and you know our conversations are are, are important to me for sure and and i know to to many people so just it's it's a delight and and conversation is everything so so let's see if we can step into this so let's try and just describe for a second what the tree of life is and i i was delighted to see your email it was just i was in the middle of working i just saw this email from andrew tree of life i said oh that's like uh it's kind of like out of the level what's andrew doing with the tree of life so I just, I think I just, I was in the middle of writing. I just wrote you like a one-line email. Oh my God, we got to talk about the tree of life. And you wrote back, yeah, let's talk about the tree of life. So, so the, the tree of life is, is one of my, it's my mother's milk. I mean, it's, it's kind of in my body, it's core to my heart and soul. And I was just so, so delighted. So the tree of life is a description. And, and this is why it's so compelling of the 10 sefirot. And the ten sefirot, S E F I R O T, the ten sefirot, it's not the ten spheres. They were Aristotelian spheres. They're not spheres. They're sefirot. Now the word sefira is the root of the word sipur story. So it's actually, if you read it carefully, right? The word sefira means means three things. It means number, mispar, sipur, story and sapir, light. And actually the oldest Hebrew wisdom document, which has 455 words in it, called the Book of Creation, right, says that in the beginning there was sipur, mispar, right, sapir in some way. So in the beginning there was story. And, and anyone who was with us in the first hour, we talked about the ontology of story, that story is real. So the way Andrew that the Sefirot should be translated. And there's, of course, enormous confusion about them because A, they're translated from Hebrew to English, but even the Hebrew is esoteric, right? Is kind of you know, hidden. And I'm gonna try and whoever put me on my screen, I'm gonna take myself off. So either I can see everyone else see me and Andrew, but I don't wanna just see me, whoever just did that. There we all see Andrew's fine. Okay, thank you, right? <laughs> Who wants to stare at themselves the whole time they're talking? That's like a horror, it's like hell. Okay, so now, now, we've, now we've got the whole screen again. So thank you. So, so the ten spheres are, are not the ten spheres. They're the ten. They're not the ten illuminations. They're the ten points of light or illuminations. But really, they're the ten stories. They're the ten divine stories, or said differently, they're the ten plot lines of reality. Now, you won't find this in Aleister Crowley, you know, in Christian occultists, but nor will you find it in kind of most of the popular Jewish renditions of this, because they're just kind of doing translations in a certain way, and they don't actually get to what I would call the second simplicity. So I mean, I'm cutting through an enormous amount of literature and going to like to the core of the core. The tree of life is a description of the relationship between the 10 primary plot lines of reality, which are the 10 stories which are the 10 divine stories of reality. And if you'd like, Andrew, we could, this is just a possibility, and you may have a completely different direction, which I will follow with delight, but we could, you know, for a moment, put some vision so people could see it for a second of the tree of life in the chat box, and then we could actually run through gently all 10. Mm -hmm. and try yeah, get that would be wonderful. Yeah, because I have some be idea about what they all mean, and Please. it's probably a very... Uh, amateur compared to, to you because uh, of your background no, 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 and notion, I, notion I, of them but but i but i have some idea and and i'm i am fascinated that you call them a story because i haven't heard that before uh i mean i know no, i can it, it makes total sense to me but i've never heard that before <laughs> right right that's why we hang on but it's actually the literature misses it for lots of reasons there's a reason and it, it because we don't have we're not doing kind of a, a kind of deep scholarly dive, but there's a, a set of reasons why the Christian occultists who borrowed the Sefirot missed 
this notion. And there's a set of reasons why the Hebraicists missed the notion. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but let's for, for now, let's bracket why that was missed for a second. That would take us an hour. But let's just say that, and I want to say this with some measure of authority, right? Authority, not not authority kind of like claimed, but authority in terms of having a sense of these texts, that actually the most accurate way, I mean, it's really what the word means. Sefira means, it comes from Sefer Yitzira, and it means at its core, Sipur, story, right? So, so I mean, and, and it's kind of shocking that we can miss the storyline of the Sefirot, which is that they are 10 stories, right? Or, or said better plot lines. And what about the idea of attributes and, and attributes of, of God? Well, and so, so, right. So, so, so they are understood often as one of the ways they're popularly understood as these 10 attributes of the divine. But just yeah. between you and me, first of all, what the fuck does an attribute mean? What does that even mean? Right. So it means it's a quality. Okay. So it means it's part of it's part of the divine character, right? So it's one of the things. If it's part of the divine character, it means that it's it, it's one of the things that drives the story of manifest reality, which is animated by divinity. That's really what it means. And when we say attribute, if you actually trace it to its source, it means it means part of the divine character is this quality, and this quality drives right the intention of divinity. Now, if we actually have an, a, a, an understanding that I participate in the divine character and that all of reality participates in the divine character, so it means that these qualities animate my interior and they animate the interior of reality and, and they actually drive reality because qualities, as we know, when I'm angry, it's not just an attribute, it drives the conversation. When I'm filled with desire, Right? It drives the conversation when I have anxiety. So that which drives the action, right? So I would say evolution is divinity in action, right? Evolution is divinity in action. And the divine attributes are the qualities of disclosed divinity in the manifest world. And as there's a dimension of the mystery. There's a dimension of the divine, which... But then we begin to talk, right? And we move beyond the silence. We move beyond the, the. I mean, it's even beyond nirvikalpa samadhi, right? In in Kashmir Shaivism, it's it's the ein sof, right? It's it's ultimate. It's ayin, right? It's pure no thingness. But I can't even call it no thingness. There's no conversation. It's before all manifestation, yeah. right? So that's. But then when I go to manifestation, then then there's this disclosure. There's this. This this revelation manifestation is revelation. I'm disclosing myself because because manifestation is a love story, and whenever I'm starting a love story, I've got to share something of myself, right? And I'm like, oh, let me, right? That that's why there's there's a certain date that we have when we're dating. There's like the, the sharing date. I killed I killed a dog when I was three. You still love me, right? I mean, the sharing date has many different dimensions to it, right? But 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 hopefully, it's, it, intimacy means right. I'm going to share something of me, so. Divinity, you know, in the name of God, we use in cosmorotic humanism, we, we made it up, but it's I think it's the, the most appropriate, accurate name of God. We call God the infinite intimate. So God wants to be intimate. So God wants to go on a, a date with the manifest, right? And going on a date means it's a way of disclosing a dimension of myself. So mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you a secret. Why, why do I like talking to Andrew Sweeney? So I have two reasons that I like to talk to Andrew Sweeney. The first is primary, but the second one's not immaterial. The first is I I love Andrew Sweeney. He's kind of he's cool. He's interesting. He's 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 a beautiful man. So I love talking to Andrew Sweeney. Second is because a dimension of Mark shows up when he's talking to Andrew Sweeney that doesn't show up anyplace else in the world. So when I when I love something in the quality of my love evokes a unique dimension of myself, capital S. That's not evoked in any other way. So when the infinite divine, and I'm talking now in the most esoteric terms, but the yeah. deepest esoteric realization, if you can't say it with incredible simplicity, means your realization is actually false and fraudulent. So what we're saying is we're going like to the deepest of the deep of the deep, but then you have to be able to kind of, ah, ah it's so clear. So when, when she, infinite intimate, 
right, makes a date with the manifest, what she's doing is she's evoking a dimension of herself through the love story that wouldn't be available to her in any other way. So, so when Andrew talks to Mark, there's more Andrew than there otherwise was, because I hope that Mark evokes a dimension of Andrew, right? That that's that's different than what's evoked when he's talking to his partner, Tom. Tom, don't get mad at me. I don't, I don't, we don't really know each other. Sorry, right? But it's whoever it is, right? Or 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 Claire or or Krista. So so divinity is evoking, divinity is falling in love with reality, but in that falling of love, there's more God than there was before. Right. And when in the infinite intimate discloses herself, she discloses something that's a merchant that's new. And that's the so, most radical, shocking idea. There's more God to come through the love story. Sir, it's, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, oh my God, we should just like faint here. I mean, it's shocking. That's fantastic. Um, because, um, from what I understand, like, like, uh, from some of the reading that I've done, that, one of the wrong ways of looking at it at the at the tree of life is that there's like this idea of the simsum which is the reduction of reality and god reduced himself so that he could come to human beings um because uh the the, the simsum is a reduction a reality or or the tree of life is a reduction and that's that's a dualistic two that's worlds right. uh view um yeah, beautiful yeah, where, whereas, whereas there should be a non-dual view, and I think that's what you're expressing—a a, non-dual, a dual, non-dual view, or something yeah, like and that. Again, and again, I want to be careful. Yes, yes, brother, I, I want to be careful. I'm always just generally, and I mean this with so much respect and tenderness. I'm, I always try and be careful for the sake of she, of getting caught in terminologies. So even dual and non-dual are terminologies that mean particular things, so we can use them yeah. for now. They. They evoke a particular field. What I want to try and do is, just like I try and do when I read science, I want to never rely on any jargon term as accurate as is and as much as we need it. Let's actually describe the actual experience itself. Like what? Well, what about it? the like, fall or something? Like yeah, let's, go, let's go slow. Oh, let's go. Let's go back to what you said before because you okay. said so much before. So I don't want to skip over the beauty of what you said before. So what you said is, if I can just first just repeat, you know, part of what you said, mm -hmm. right? You said it, I think, completely correctly and beautifully. That simtsum, which is an idea that is sourced in the Zohar, simtsum means the contraction, the divine contraction or withdrawal, which is alluded to in the Zohar. It's actually alluded to already in the 3rd to 5th century, but becomes prominent in the 16th century in Luria, this notion that, that, that God, right, in the way you described, and it's often described, reduces him herself, right, in order to kind of make room for the world. So... It's actually more subtle, and of course, as as you're pointing to yourself, it's more subtle and more beautiful. So let's again think of the love story, okay? So, right, I love my student. I love my child, right? I love my dear friend. I love, right, my colleague so much. But let me just do parent and child, right? I'm, I, I drove my son, Zion, back uh, to Maine. You know, Kiki and I, I drove him back to Maine and Mariana Kaplan, his beautiful mom, picked him up. And, you know, along the way, I was talking to him and, you know, there was an idea that I wanted him to get to. But I knew that if I explained the idea with utter precision, he would see and say, okay, right, got it. But then he wouldn't have chosen the idea, it wouldn't have emerged from him. And I knew that this idea was so important to him. So I stepped back. I kind of stepped back and just kind of created the space and left it with kind of seeds. You know, I seeded some thoughts and then he gathered the seeds and then he articulated the idea. And there he was, he had it, it was his idea, it was his, right? Now, had I somehow, had I somehow thrust it into him, right? It wouldn't have been his. So the notion of divinity creating by thrusting in, by thrusting forward, which is a masculine notion, right, of creation, which has enormous value, right, and, and exists in much of the creation stories, is what the Hebrew wisdom masters are saying, no, 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 there is a thrusting, but before the thrusting, there's a withdrawal. I'm going to step back because I love Zion so much, and I want this idea to be his, and I want him to emerge 
So I'm going to step back and love him so much. When I, when I love you so much, I step back and I allow you to self-individuate, to form. I even allow you to choose. And I even allow you to choose when you choose sometimes against me. Right? That, that's that's Simtsum. So Simtsum is the, the, the interior architecture of mad love. And I love you so much that I'm not going to smother you. I'm going to mother you. I'm not going to suffocate you. I'm going to birth you, right? So Tsimtsum is this notion that, that not that divinity thrusts forward, but that divinity steps back, creates the space, and the space, right, is the space from which emerges, right, new God, which is humanity, new God, which is the biosphere, right? Rather than God being some kind of a dictator, um, in a sense. Rather than a dictatorial. So, so it's God that allows one to be creative. Like another thing I've heard of the tree of life is, is a description of, of the, the creativity. So, 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 so what happens? So God, so divine creativity, which is ultimate creativity, is withdrawn, steps to the side, and creates this empty space. Now, let's, let's, let's stay really close to each other, okay? So this empty space can't really be empty, right? Because if it's really empty, then there, there's no existence. Because all existence ultimately is rooted in a field of being. There is no becoming. There is no evolution without this field of being that nurtures the field. But the space appears to be empty. There's, there's an, uh, we, we call that, it's not ontological tzimtzum. It's not for realsies, right? which is what ontology means. It's not for mm -hmm. realsies. It just... Mm -hmm appears to be empty. So I create, so for example, just to make it very real, right? So I'm in the car, right? I'm KK's driving, I'm in the, the, the front seat, right? I'm looking back at Zion, right? So I'm creating an empty space, but I'm actually fully there, right? And I'm madly loving Zion, it, and, and he can feel that, right? So although I'm, I'm not talking, I'm listening to him, I'm facilitating, if you will, right? right? But, but, but I'm actually completely there. Right. And so th there's a kind of a divine facilitation, right? Right. In which in which Zion emerges, it appears to be empty space, right? But but of course it's not empty space at all. In any any parent who loves a child, right? Any parent, and, and I'm just using that image, or any lover who loves their beloved, right? Or a friend who loves a friend, right? I'm I actually don't engulf, I hold. But I hold in a way which is called in the lineage touching and not touching. Right? Mm -hmm. Touching and not touching. Right. And so so it's like, I'm gonna marry you with this ring. And with this ring, I set you free. Right? That's him too. With this ring, mm -hmm. I set you free. And and yet I'm always there and I'm never absent. That's what being madly in love is. Right. And it's, I'm I'm gonna you, you full choice. And I'm going to choose you every second again. Full choice in it, and it couldn't be any other way. And so this is the space in which freedom emerges. That, that's what Simtum is. So it's, it's as you so beautifully pointed out, Andrew, it's understood as a reduction of the divine. But let's figure this out for a second, okay? And let's just begin really clear, okay? You know, our, you know, our, our beloved Claire is, is holding the space, you know, in, in the Unique Self-Institute. So, so, so Claire is, is, we happen to know, is a mother. Right. I would just we just those of us who know she's a mother. She's got, a, you know, I, I believe three daughters. OK, so so in the experience of the mother, is Claire a better mother if she imposes her will on her daughters? Right. Is she a more advanced mother or is she a more advanced mother if she if she facilitates? Right. If she creates space. Right. So if, if she's the mother, right, the divine mother, the Shekhinah. Is she more goddessly, right, by imposing her will? Or is she more goddessly, right, by stepping back and creating a space in which, right, her children can choose? So if it's the latter, then it's not a reduction of God. It's more God, right? In other words, if God, goddess, steps back in order to allow worlds to choose, it's not a reduction of God, as you pointed out, it's often incorrectly assumed to be. Simtsum actually means God is so powerful, she's willing to apparently surrender in order to allow the human being the freedom to emerge. 
even at great risk and pain to the divine, which is the veil of tears, which is so often right the world of samsara. So that's mm -hmm. that's so. I'm getting wow. the image of birth here, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's precisely right. In other words, it's it's not a divine phallus thrusting forward, right? It's actually an already impregnated womb kind of birthing reality, stepping back and yet fully present. I mean, Andrew, maybe the, the image that most, if we can just share it, beloveds, right? The image that you can kind of capture it most is I, I have um I have four kids. And I can remember with three of them, teaching them to walk, right? And remember that, right? When, when we teach your kid to walk, so you're you're holding your kid, right? Right, Suzette, you remember with Justin, right? You're holding with Emily, you're holding your kid from behind, right? Talia, you remember you're holding your kid from behind, right? And then there's this moment that you let go. Now, when you let go to allow your child to take that first step, you are closer to your child than you've ever been before, right? It looks like you let go, but no, in that moment of letting go, your, your mamash literally, literally mamash means literally ontologically, right? In Hasidism, you're, you're closer than you've ever been before. Okay. So can I make a, a bit of a leap here? Please leap brother. That, so if God doesn't appear to be here, that means he's here more than, Ever, so to speak, or the divine, in a sense. Uh, so right. we, we look around and we look at the world, and it doesn't appear that God is here at all. It appears to be an awful fucking place at the moment, you know, in many in many ways. A beautiful place as well, but yeah, yeah, no, no, totally. So, so there's the so let's be precise. I want to make it. Yeah, yes, 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 and I want to be kind of very precise because. We have to avoid precision, which is not poetic, and we have to avoid poetry, which is not precise, mm. right? Because we need that kind of, right, the purity of that of that 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 synergy. So it's something like this: there's a text which says, right, in the book of Exodus, it says, "Michamocha ba'elim Adonai," right? Who is like you, ba'elim, amongst the the gods, Adonai, great divine. And so the masters, the prophets, the masters who witnessed terrible destruction and atrocity, they said sarcastically, cited in the Talmud, they said, Adonai, who is like you, who is mute God, right? Now they're essentially accusing God of silence, right? This, right, right, where is, where is God, right? Where is the divine voice? Mm -hmm. You read them carefully, right? And this is a, and it's so subtle, it's so beautiful, right? What they're saying is, first, we recognize the silence and we're devastated by the silence. And then we listen more deeply and we realize the silence is a silence of presence and it's not a silence of absence. And the distinction between those two is everything. Right, you know, and, and we know the distinction in our bodies, right? I I sit with you know with, with someone, and 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 we, you know, the, the silence gets awkward because we really have nothing to say to each other, and we don't have any depths together, and there's no real love here, and you know, we don't have any more polite banter to cover over, right? The the kind of pseudo emptiness, and then there's this depth of love where where our love is so clear and so powerful and so potent that even if we go into silence. Right, we actually know that the other is is present, right, and more present than than they've ever been. You know, um, you know, um, my 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 dear friend, um, um, Sally Kempton passed away, and um, you know, I, you know, I said to KK, right, I I have a a text thread with her. Um, that, you know, just from a college, she passed away about two and a half months ago. And I have my little text thread with Sally and I text her every night. <laughs> I just send her, send her a little text, right? And I, I can't actually say her name without just cheering up, right? And she's silent now, but she's more present than she's ever been, right? It's very clear that it's a silence of presence and that Sally-ness hasn't disappeared, 
but she's she's more present than ever because that's what that's what a love story is right that's what a love story is and and it's when we're deeply when we're deeply in love and, and i'm not talking about romantic love i'm talking about something much bigger right yeah. right much bigger than a kind of narrow romantic love this this deep real love when i really love so then even when my beloved seems to be not available Right. And by the way, Sally did make me a promise to come back and visit, but she said, but only if I can, I'm not sure if I'll be able to. So she's not fulfilled that promise. And I want to kind of be clear about that. And for Sally, we're, we're holding it to it. Right. But, but she's, she's present. She's there. Right? It's a silence of presence. And there's not a, a bone in my body and in my inner knowing that thinks that she's absent. That that's silence of presence. Right. And the only reason you can say, Andrew, as you know so well, I'm saying only what you know. And the only way you can say that this is a completely fucked up, horrible place so often is because we know that's not the way it's supposed to be. We know that it's an intimate universe. We know that the universe demands beauty and it demands justice and it demands goodness and it demands kindness, which is why when it's not that way, right, when we experience evil, evil, the opposite of live, right, then evil is a failure of intimacy. But if there's no intimate universe, we, we don't even notice that it's evil. So even in the aberration, we feel the silence of presence. Right? I'm like, wow. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Cha. 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 So do you want to do you want to start to go through the yeah. the, uh, the sefirot? Yeah. Am I saying yeah. that correctly? The sefirot, sefirot. You got it. You're sefirot. doing good. Sefirot. sefirot. Okay. Maybe, maybe what we'll do is here. Here's a suggestion, brother. And I know okay. I just I'm also I'm deeply aware that lots of people have come from one mountain. So here's a suggestion. Let's say mm -hmm. instead of going, you know going, we'll we'll do like we'll do this. Maybe maybe if this works, we'll do it in two parts, right? So we'll go. Let's say yeah. maybe now like the first few spirit let's say it's 238 my time so we'll go to like i don't know you know 305 310 we'll do like 25 30 minutes we'll take do a kind of first take into it and then we can um that way people can have shorter shorter blocks to listen to i know lots of people are late in europe um and then we can do part two on the spirit but let's start for sure let's start i'm, I'm excited to start and and yeah 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 Mm. So where do we start at the bottom or the top of the tree? Let's do you start with so Malchus or, or Keter? So we always start at the top of the tree, right? That's what so I figured, but I wasn't quite wasn't sure. I got we're, we're top of the tree, people. So first, let's just talk. It's a tree of life. It's called Eitzchayim. Yeah. Eitzchayim, right? I'm mean, it's a tree of life, right? Which is just a beautiful, a beautiful image. And, and just notice, right, that the Asherah. Astarte, right, who seems to be the pagan goddess. Ah, but isn't she also a tree of life? So where's this image of the tree of life coming from? And all of a sudden we begin to realize that actually at their source, the, the holy spark of paganism of Asherah, of Astarte, actually lives in the center of the temple. Right? The holy spark of prophecy and of paganism actually meet at their root. Right. And and the difference is 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 essential and huge, right? Now this prophecy is this massive critique of paganism, but at their root underneath, there's something sacred. And and I, I want to say something. I I, I want to say something just just because this is the time we're in, you know, my 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 son wrote me this morning, Andrew. You know, he just came from. He was in the south. You know, he's a he's as I mentioned a a commander commanders in the Israeli army for many years. So he was, you know, um, he was in the south, which is kind of you know the active zone of Israel. And you know, he just came from a, one of the people, one of the, the the boys in his unit was killed. So he just came from a funeral this morning. He texted me, you know, and. We just spend, you know, the last four or five weeks talking about Israel. So I don't want to talk about Israel and Gaza and the the, the whole story now in, in one minute because it, it's anything 
briefly would be to distort. But, but I do want to say something, but only in the context of everything else that we've said, right? Because, you know, that Hamas is a culture of death and that we have tragically little choice now but to, to you know, Hamas is holding the world hostage. Hamas is holding universal love story hostage and we need to respond, right? And we need to respond, you know, with, with, with fierceness, right? And... We need to hold with a broken heart every, 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 every innocent woman and child and man, right? And it's, it's in this in this insane impossibility, right? So, so having said that, I just want to say one thing because we talked about paganism and prophecy. Paradoxically, I, I believe that in the long term, in the long term, Hamas can be transformed. And I don't mean the individual members of Hamas today in this moment that committed atrocities. It's, it's, you know, I, I, right? Sad. There, I don't. There, there's not an option for, for. Let's have a conversation. That's obviously not, not, not what can happen. But fundamentalism has a sacred spark, right? Just like orcs, you know, in Tolkien were once elves. Right. And the tragedy of the West is that the West has responded to Hamas, you know, as we said a little earlier today, you know, through Barbie. Right. In other words, through desiccated, postmodern and vapid flatland. Right. Yeah. To which fundamentalism, fundamentalism says, you kidding? Right. You know, I'm willing to die. Right. For, for what I believe in. And then then this desiccated, degraded love story destroys reality. So. Hamas will never be won over by postmodernism. When I say Hamas, I don't mean the individual members of Hamas. I mean, right, you know, fundamentalism. It's going to be won over by a better love story, right? By a more powerful love story, right? Right now, that's not an immediate possibility, right? But but actually, there's a larger arc, and the larger arc always is in the Hebraic sources that the bnei banav shel Haman lomdim Torah b'nebrak. Right, the the children and grandchildren of Haman are studying Torah, and 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 actually producing the greatest the greatest masters, particularly Akiva, who right? is the greatest master of eros and love. Right, comes from right the the place of of depravity, right, and so mm -hmm. so, so ultimately we can't write any any group off. No, you can't write anyone out of the circle because then. We, we get involved in a holy war, which we forget why it was holy to start with. So, right? so that's just important to say. So when the prophets and the pagans, that's how we got it. The prophets and the pagans, right? And all of prophecy is a campaign against paganism, right? As Yechezkel Kaufman, the scholar, correctly points out. And yet, if you read carefully Hasidic sources rooted in Luria and in the Zohar, and later in Cook, Right there's this recognition that there's the sacred spark in paganism, right? That can be liberated, right? That's the tree of life. All can of I that, respond all to that a little bit? Totally, totally. I just just last sentence. It's sure, all yours. Sure. Excuse me. Sorry. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Not not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Just completely yours. Just I just wanted to do the last sentence. That's what I mean by the tree of life. So the tree of life. It's a very very provocative, subversive image that you could miss, right? In other words, right? This is not a sacred Torah scroll. Right, this this is the tree of life. Right, you cannot, if you're familiar with the biblical text, not think of Starte and Asherah, right? They, right, which are the, the sacred trees, right, of of paganism. So there's this liberation of the sacred spark and the sacred tree of paganism in these life stories of the tree of life. So that's this hidden, esoteric, subversive strain that I wanted to just tenderly unpacked sir brother thank you thank you for for being so patient with me well yeah i was thinking about also the same thing it's like it seems that the, the forces in the world that are the most you know dangerous and malevolent at the moment are are, are on one hand a kind of uh, postmodernism or secular education you know people just without a clue uh, who are actually quite, you know, educated and smart. And then on the other hand, uh, yeah, on the other hand, um, 
uh, on the other hand, people that are are, are, are pagan, pagan in the sense that the Nazis were pagan, right? Right. Like that's what you're talking about. It, it's right. a, a kind not of, pagan kind in the sense that the American Indians were pagan. Yeah, you know, yeah, no, and a, a kind pagan in the sense that the, that 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 they are yeah. a death cult. Uh, you know, even worse than the Nazis in the sense because they're talking about God. You know. So. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. That's that's right. It's a, it's a. There, there is a kind of orgy of death, right? In other words, in the command of Hamas says, you know, right? And they said, we we love death like the Jews love life, right? In other words, and and it's important to understand that. I would just just one bracket, for for a second again, just for the 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 poetics of precision, the precision of poetics. The problem's not postmodernity, right? And that's a mistake right, that right. My, my colleague Jordan Peterson makes often. Right, 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 right. right. And it's, and it's it's a particular strain. Postmodernity itself has many important contributions to make. Right, a desiccated, flatland postmodernity, right, that doesn't understand, right, that there is intrinsic value yet evolving value is the problem. But postmodernity, qua postmodernity, right, actually has important intuitions, and one of them is, you know, when modernity comes along and proclaims universal human rights, what they mean is white men in England, right? In other words, you know, yeah. You know, and postmodernity and, and and modernity forgets that women might want to vote, right? You know, I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, I see Simone here. We wouldn't let Simone vote, right? But I mean, you know, she's kind of, you know, it's but but other people, other people we might let vote, right? Right. So I mean, you know what I mean? We can't someone wouldn't get carried away here, these Italian professors, but you know, I don't know if we'd let Suzette vote, you know what I mean? But you know, Terry, would we let Suzette vote? No, probably not. Okay, but and it's but but I'm saying so modernity was problematic. So postmodernity comes and says. Postmodernity was this evolution of value, which says the people on the fringes, the people on the on, 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 on the on the edges, and postmodernity also did something very important. It said, "You motherfuckers violated history, right?" And actually, let's talk about what really did happen to the Indians. That's really yeah. important. Yeah. The Indians were holy and sacred. Postmodernity is important, and critical race theory has important things to say, yeah. and woke has important things to say we have to first steal man what's woke saying that's important and I, I see my friend becca here right and and becca actually is an important expression of some of really the important and holy expressions right of woke culture that are really important and sacred and true right so we can't we don't want to dismiss woke culture has important gorgeous contributions to make Postmodernity has gorgeous contributions to make. It's only when they go to their shadow place, which is sadly where they've gone, that, that we get into trouble. So I just want to be just careful well, not to. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're they're. I mean, on the campuses, it's it's crazy right right now, right? Yes, I mean, no, that, that's that's, we, that's that's a form of insanity. That's like the the the, the campus, seems to me like the Hitler Youth just jump coming up coming the campus, back. The campuses have gone insane. A campus where basically, right? We got to create safe spaces for microaggression. Right, which means that someone looked at you the wrong way, and you celebrate atrocities of Hamas cutting off children's hands. Right, I mean the insanity of that. Yeah, right, it's unbearable. Right, that's correct. But again, again, at the same time, right, you know, here's the thing: in order to create a new shared grammar of value, we have to be careful not to create demons. We have to do is we have to say, okay. Right. Whenever someone tells me about postmodernity and dismisses postmodernity, I say, don't straw man postmodernity, steel man postmodernity. And mm -hmm. steel man means tell me what are the five crazy, smart, important things that postmodernity said. And if you do not get them, then shut the fuck up. Pardon the expression. Right. You're just you're just engaged in another demonizing straw manning. In other words, I need to understand the strength of every position before. I critique its shadow version. Well, we then need to integrate all of that, and that's love. That's homo amor. For me, I, I think the, the the strengths are sort of obvious at this point. So that's why we kind of we kind of no no. I know that you know that. We kind yeah. of gloss over them because we see that it's that it's in a really pathological. No no no, Andrew. State brother, at the brother, moment. I mm -hmm. I'm, I'm I completely know that you know all this. This is not this is not free. I know you know all yeah. this back. Forward. This is more just so kind of in our record, you know. We want to be, we want to madly love, right? Yeah. The liberate insights of. of no, I'm, I'm glad you're doing that because I don't. I like, you know, I don't want to get stolen by the neoconservative kind of perspective either. And and, and I think you're you're right in, in bringing that up, and that's that's great. Yeah. 
Yeah, totally. Do we want to do? Do we want to do? Let's do the first one in the Tree of Life. Okay. Yep. To play. Yeah. So let's it's a, Keter. it's Keter is the crown, correct? Keter is the crown. Keter is the crown. Keter is the crown. So, so this is beyond the rest of them, and and there that's the supernal triangle that's beyond the. So take it away. Anyway. Right? And let's, no, let's that's just what I. No, no, no. no. Let's, let's do this. So you give us the take. Let's 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 switch it around. If you're up for it, you give us the take on Keter. Oh God. So, so it's like this is like this is like me being <laughs> tested at school. Yeah. So Keter is the crown and Bina and, and Hokma are the uh, you know, the king and the queen. Stay with Keter though. Give us Keter. Give us Keter. Keter is so take it away. Andrew, give, well, I, I kind of think of Keter as as sort of well the uh, the I, I kind of think of Keter as Buddhist emptiness in the sense of a, a, a point, uh, emptiness, luminosity in the in the Buddhist sense. Point of of a point, like like a point in a circle. It's the point, right? But it's also the whole thing, right? Did I right. get that? Is that is that is there anything? No, that, no, no, no. That it's the point in the circle. It's also the whole thing. I just have to laugh for a second to share with everyone. KK just wrote me. Um, I just saw the place. She just wrote me, right. Boo, stay focused. This is about the tree of life. You're going off topic. Focus. Okay. So, so, <laughs> focus. Okay. So, here we go. Okay, Boo, okay. I got you. <laughs> that's a mess. That's Kika saying focus. Okay. So, we're, we're now focusing on the tree of life. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so let's, let's focus on the tree of life. So, so Andrew talks about the, the point in the middle of the scroll. Right, which is all completely true. So let's let, let's try and do it like this, okay? So let's let's go slow. So Keter is K-E-T-E-R, Keter. And Keter means literally crown. Okay, yeah. so you've got a king and a queen, as as you said, Andrew. So imagine the crown. So the crown is not the material wealth of the kingdom. The crown is this point of symbolic beauty that speaks of, that incarnates royalty. Okay? So now the question is, what is the what is the place in reality where I, without seeing the king or the queen, I just see the crown, right? It's the symbol. And what's the ultimate symbol of reality? Okay. And that's what the Kabbalist is asking. That's what the tree of life is asking. You've got this crown. Could be enlightenment or something like that, right? Enlightenment, right? There's no king. There's no queen, right? So the crown is a symbol. So we know that. So in other words, the crown is, is symbol exponentialized, right? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense, everybody? Right? It's symbol, right? It's a symbol. It's the ultimate symbol. So now here... The interior scientists are making this very dramatic, stunning, stunning realization that we've already, because that's the magic of the intimate universe we've already talked about today. So Keter, the symbol, is called shtika, it's called silence. So in the interior sciences, Keter itself is the place before speech, because speech is manifestation. Mm -hmm. right? so, so all of the sefirot are stories, but the highest sefira is actually before story, right? It's the silence from which reality emerges. Okay, mm -hmm. so meaning it's what we and, and and not by not by coincidence, but by the 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 the, the design of the universe. We've already pointed to it today. So Keter is the ultimate silence of presence. And that's what Keter is, right? The mm -hmm. ultimate silence of presence. Which is the ultimate symbol. Now, now, now let's stay close to it. So, so the ultimate symbol is actually not a crown, right? It's actually not a physical crown. The ultimate crown, right, is not a piece of land, right? It's not a crown. The ultimate crown is the silence from which speech emerges. Okay, right, and it's the place which is beyond all words. So, because stay, stay. We'll stay close for a second, friend. So that's called Keter. So I'm going to try and just, let's stay in the kind of the interior science lineages just for a second. So there's a word, Andrew, since we're celebrating, you know, Hebrew today, the, the Hebrew language, just like we would do Sanskrit when we talk about, let's say, a tantric text. 
But our English, we talk about old English literature. So there's a word in Hebrew, which is kacha. And maybe maybe Talia will help me and, and write it in the chat box in Hebrew and English. Maybe she might. You never can tell how she's feeling, but maybe, right? So kacha, that's, there we go. Kacha, there we go. Let's look in the chat box. Thank you. Kacha. And kacha means actually, kacha means in Hebrew, not quite likeness, although there's a, but there's something else that it means, kacha, which means, and Talia will validate if I'm making this up or, I, or if it's true. So I've got, I'm, I'm being tested here. So kacha means when you say to someone, you know, hey, I want to do it this way. And they say, why do you want to do it this way? And you're just done arguing. You say, kaha. And kaha means it's just like this. But like this means not like something else, meaning kaha. This is just the way I'm doing it. Meaning I'm not offering any more explanations. Kaha means just because. Right? Kaha. Okay? So I used to have with my older son, right, um, Eitan, you know, a series of debates when we lived in, um, you know, New York Far Saba in Sufim. And there was a certain point where 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 Eitan would say, you know, Abanilamaskim. To his dad, I I, I don't agree. I've, I've showed this that this is right. This Abanilomaskim, Dad, I don't agree. I'd say, Lama, why? He says, Kaha. That's the way it is. Just because. <laughs> and here's the thing. And then he goes quiet. If you violate that kaha, you violate that silence of presence. You violate a ton. When, when that kaha emerges, you got to step back. What he's saying is, I can't, I can't put it in words, right? But I, you may be right, you may be wrong. I can't accept that now. I can't, right? And so he he creates a kind of kaha just because. Now here's the best reason to do anything in the world is just because. Right? I mean, it's beautiful, right? I'm going to just be with this. So keter, so kacha, the word kacha. Let's look at that word that, if you take a look for a second, that Talia put in the chat box. Let's see, where is it? Where did it go? Kacha. Maybe we'll put it again at the bottom of the chat box if we can. Okay. Just so we'll see the word for a second. So kacha, do you see there's three letters? Everyone see in the chat box three letters? You see three letters there in Hebrew? Who can see in the chat box? So kacha is the three letters represent, says the Baal Shem Tov, the master of the Hasidic movement. Oh, right. My teacher's teacher. You see it there in the chat box, kacha? So he says, kacha is keter kol haktarim. Three letters. Keter, the crown, kol haktarim of all crowns. Right? Keter is the crown of all crowns. Now, what does the crown of all crowns mean? And again, and there's not written any place. I'm putting together, we're weaving together this kind of deep current. So the crown of all crowns is what the Zohar calls Rava Deravin in Aramaic. And Rava Deravin is an Aramaic phrase, which means Ratzon HaRatzonot, the will of all wills. Right? The will of all wills. What's the will of all wills? Just because. So it's not, so we say a person- Is it like will. suchness or something like the Buddhist? It, 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 it's, oh. it's a will that emerges from suchness that I can't, but it's not just suchness because it's in the world of becoming and it has a will, uh -huh. right? It's a will, right? In other words, right? So, so in other words, so I can't articulate- That's why it's a point and it's not just that's right. space. That's right? correct. Okay. That's correct. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's right. And so it's a point. So it's a, and at the point, Ratzon is the Yud. Let's see if we can put a Yud in the yud, chat box. Yud, see, right. see we, got a, we got a Yud in the chat box there. there. There's a Yud. Where did it go? See, that little Yud is, that tells you that's a point. The Yud is called the yud and the kotsoshal yud. Is that a yud there? So you see that little point there? That's called kotsoshal yud. That's the point of the yud. And the point of the yud is called keter. And keter is the will of wills, which is the crown of crowns, which is, right, which is, right, I can't explain to you why we have to do it this way. And, and I can't assert this commonly. If I assert this often, it's usually just ego right, using, but if occasionally I say to you, you got to trust me, right, Eitan says to me, dad, taha, right, just because. Mm -hmm. So there's a place to which I bow before the just because, because it's an expression of this primal will, which is fully mysterious, but when I access that clarified primal will, I honor it, right? So, so it's a last question. So what's the point source of love? Why do I love? just because mm -hmm. right i don't I love, also uh, i've heard right? the keter also means um sort of an ultimate compassion earn which is 
why would it be that I, i've heard it translated that way so and, so I, it's, and I was like, why? Why is Kether the not, ultimate not compassion? Ultimate compassion. It's, 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 it, it, in other words, it, it's ultimate in this. It's ultimate love. It's ultimate intimacy. But, right, but it's ultimate love. Like, mm -hmm. It's but it's not love. It's the will to intimacy. In other words, in other words, it, it, again, I, and I don't know. Probably this is you know the, you know the, the crowd that you know that comes to this thing, you know Andrew. I know everyone here is going to pretty much. Um, you know, I think they call what do they call it? Pansexual. This is a crowd that doesn't do sexuality. I know that. So you guys <laughs> may check with friends. There might be friends here. Check with friends. Okay, who have done <laughs> okay. sexuality. So there's this moment where you experience this drive, right, to sexuality. Why? Just because. That's Ketzer. Mm -hmm. That's Ketzer. Or is it something like the the quest for the crown or something as well? Is there something it's like the like the drive. quest for the the ring or the I don't know what? It's, uh, it's this drive. It's this essential drive. life force drive for life, and that's what sexuality okay. is. It's the drive for life. It's for more contact that creates life. Again, don't do sexuality just on Ketri. You need nine other spheros, right? But, yeah. but but we have to kind of dignify. It's the primal point of desire. It's the yud. Right. If we put the the crystal, you've got the yud hey vav hey someplace around, right? Oh, yeah. so look at the, at the name of God, the four letter name of God. Mm -hmm. well, maybe it, it might appear. You know, let's just see if we can kind of let's see if we can make some magic here, kind of together. Ready? Here we go, Andrew. Yes. Will it appear? Will it appear? Is there a seer? Is it near? In the chat box. It's in the chat box. Oh my God! It's there. It is. Oh, okay. If you look at the yud. Look yep. at the yud on the right. So the yud, right, is keter, but not the yud's not keter yep. by itself. The yud, the, the actual body of the yud is chokhmah, but it's called social yud. If you look at the yud on the top, there's this little chupchik on the top on the left-hand mm -hmm. side of the, the first letter that sticks up. This thing. It's like this little tiny, yeah. tiny, tiny. That's social yud, that's keter. So keter yud is, is the point of the point, and it's mm -hmm. before you can explain it. Right, it's kacha. It's just because, right? But just because is the highest reason in the world, mm -hmm. right? It's the, it's the, it's ratzon. Ratzon is will, and ratzon means I mascheni draw me after you, says the lover to the beloved in verse three and four of the Song of Songs. Draw me afterwards. Draw me after you, right? Seduction. Draw me after you. Narutza, and I will run towards you. Why am I running towards you? It's not rational. It's not to get something. It's not instrumental. It's not for a particular feeling. But this, this will arises in me, and it's this will, which is ultimately eros love. It's ultimate desire. It's because, right? right. Why, why do I want to talk to Andrew? Just because. Everything else is the next, right? It's that part. It's it's, so it's, it's beyond it's, uh, any instrumentality of any kind. Uh, beyond instrumentality, beyond explanation, beyond even mm -hmm. compassion's lower. Yeah, compassion's yeah, yeah. Lower. It's it's this ultimate, right? This ultimate drive. It's this ultimate. It's the will to creativity. It's the will mm -hmm. to contact. Right. It's the will. Right? It's this ultimate will. Right. And it's very beautiful. Right. So that's the point of will. But it's just because it's kacha, kacha ketra kolam the crown of all crowns, and that will is before speech that lives in silence. And it's the silence that will is the silence that births reality. So it's called it's called in the interior science it's called sod hashmal, the secret of hashmal. Hashmal in Hebrew means electricity, but hashmal is actually a color that you see in a psychedelic experience, which is the account of the chariot, is basically a prophetic psychedelic experience. And chashmal is a particular color that you see, but 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 the nature of the experience of the color is chash, silence, mal, from within which the word emerges. Mm -hmm. Right? So there's this silence that's pregnant. That's what we mean by a pregnant silence. Yeah. So reality is a pregnant silence so that's that's catcher that's the quality of catcher but just notice brother that this catcher is a it's a story of reality right in other words you could tell your life story based on gathering your pregnant silences right and you could tell your life by saying oh wow right you know 
what are what are the moments, right? That you're, you're in pregnant silences. I got to meet, you know, a, a, a three four weeks ago. I got to meet Talia's um, husband, right? Who's a, a a beautiful rabbi and scholar and thinker. And so Talia and her holy holy rabbi husband kind of think together. What was our most beautiful moment of silence together? Right? Like wow, right? Terry, right? Terry and Betsy, I think about what was their most beautiful moment of silence together, right? Right. And it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be husband and wife. Right. It can be son and daughter, friend and friend. Right. Right. It can be right. In other words, you know, we can be in holy of holies. Right. And and Ted and I can think, wow, what was the moment we were just in silence together? Right. Benjamin. Right. It's a, in other words, it's a but it's, I can I can tell the story of my life, not by the word spoken, but it's the sacred autobiography of my silences. That's Keter. Mm-hmm. Right? That's Keter. beautiful. Right? That's Keter. That's- Right. And, and you notice none of this. Look at all the books of Ketra. None, none of it's there because you can't. And, and again, I mean this tenderly and it makes me cry. Right. I mean, the truth is that when whenever I I do direct teaching of Hebrew wisdom, I kind of cry. Right. Because it's, it's really what I really want to do all the time. And, you know, I don't know why there's a medical crisis and, and I don't know why I live in Vermont and, and the world's a mystery. Right. But um, but but it's, it's so intensely beautiful. Right. But but it's. It's it, the reason this is not in the books on this is not that it's not that it's being hidden. In other words, the, the nature of an esoteric text is that it's esoteric, it's hidden, but mm-hmm. it's hidden in a way that it's completely revealed. So you can shout a secret in the marketplace and it will remain esoteric, it will remain a secret. So you know it, right? When you when you live it in the story of your life. And then all of a sudden, it, yeah. also, I would it. imagine that it's that the, the thing about the arcana or the secrets are that they yes. they just they're they're never fully they can never be fully expressed. Right. So so you you're you're revealing the essence of it, but it, this will be you know you could this is infinite. Totally. This infinite. can be we can you can talk about Keter forever probably like and, and you know for not only forever and yes forever forever and and uniquely forever so in other words the vector of reality being Andrew Sweeney that is forever right is different than the vector of Kirsten Czar right that is forever which is different right right than the vector of Suzette which is forever which is different than the vector of Jacqueline Lilith. Right, that's forever, right? In other words, there's a there's a quality of forever. There's there's unique vectors of eternity. Mm-hmm. It's like so stunningly beautiful. And and the reason you know it's true is you just know it's true in your body. That's, that's what we talked about. Through my body, I vision God. You're like, oh, I can rest in that, right, Simona? Right? I can rest in that. We didn't let you vote, but but we know you're right. She's right, right? You can rest in that. Wow, so we did one, huh? We did one. Are we moving on? <laughs> are we? Are we going to? Do we dare move on, or, 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 or? I think we hold right. Right, we're at three ten, but we uh-huh. did one out. We did we? Well, I mean, we did one out of. We did one out of ten. That's a good start, right? Mm-hmm. Right. They're so crazy beautiful, aren't they? Yeah. So crazy. I mean, I, right? I think I might like. I I think I'm understanding why I, I better why I I love them uh, uh, from talking to you. So thank you for that. Cha, right? Can we, can we, can we, can we, Andrews, with your permission, we are in your achsanya, we say in Aramaic, we're in your home in, in Parallax. So can we, can we close with a chant? Is that okay? Of course. We, yeah. 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 And this, this is a chant in which we, we, it was a chant written by the interior scientists, by the mystics. We don't have a source for it. Some of it is sourced in the prophets, but most of it's not. Um, and it's just a this kind of demand, this mad love devotion demand from the Shekhinah, from she to appear, like we need you appear. <laughs> from your place appear and be our queen because we're waiting for thee she 